Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. It is time again to go on the clock in about 90 minutes or so. So (laughs) it's a stressful time. I got one eye on the radar over here because it's fucking tornado central these days. (laughs) I have a level of anxiety that I'm trying to trace. And I think it's just a lot of different things going on. Uh, it's wild to me that I feel no less dread about going back on the clock with three episodes <laughs> to watch than I did with five. I think it's because you know all the good ones are already behind us. I mean, it seems that way. Good it Star Trek that is way. in the past. It's things past. It's Gene's just dead. Gene's very Gene's dead. dead now. It's true with TOS gone. And now we're into season five of TNG. That's that's a wrap on Gene. We're done. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Um, we're also now fully convoluted with this timeline where season five of DS9 is also season... Uh, season five of TNG is season one of Deep Space Nine and like oh, season yeah. three of... Vo- no. That doesn't matter. Season three but it's like of- DS9... DS9 season one and DS9 season uh, seven are both at play during DS9 season five with the two other properties, right? Like it's there's a lot going on for sure. Is that what you yeah, mean? It's crazy. The thing that you're describing is that what it means? It's crazy. If you could like distill it, would you say there's a lot going on? Uh, that's exactly how I would okay. probably say. <laughs> it. And uh, Barry sent us something that we just—it's not ready. It's half-baked. It's not quite ready for primetime, which is good because you did send me a drop about how you don't want to do it. So. <laughs> so We'll play. We'll get to that in another mailbag. Yeah, I've decided that all the drops that are done are now just going to be about how I don't want to do the project. <laughs> They're going to be honest. They're going to be very honest songs from my heart because that's the only way I know how to write them. You know? I'm not selling out. Well, we'll... We'll get to that later. Plus, probably another uh, edition of we watched uh, we watched a couple more than Babylon Fives. Oh so. boy, yeah, we should definitely talk about B five. We'll, we could talk. We could talk B five. But before we get to do any of that, it's time to go through the mailbag by brother date. What we got? All the way back on March sixth, Ryan wrote at brother date. Oh, they definitely just coned off that hallway. You know it. And um, I assume that's the hallway where that that poor woman oh, yeah. got at. Was halfway got the ground. by the Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took a long... They had to go all the way back to Space Talk to get that lady out. Can't beam <laughs> that out. It's all part of the... It's all the same thing. The floor and her are Forget, the same. Look, that, that hallway's pretty bad, but, like, if you go down a deck... Mm. Is there a corridor where, like, her feet are sticking uh-huh. out? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
That happened. Yeah. Someone was walking at the same time underneath that when that pocket passed through the floor there. And that lady just slipped right through and died right above somebody. Well, they, prob- they probably got that hallway coned off too. But when you like just glance down it, you can't tell why. Like, oh man, am I going to have to go around? And then you're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. And then you look up and you go, oh. I don't know. I don't think those those corridors are tall enough that you could miss that lady's dangly legs. Yeah, maybe not. You'd only have to hope that there's like a Jeffrey's tube underneath it or something instead. Yeah. <laughs> some, some, too bad nobody thought about where the Jeffrey's tubes might be. and Or some kind of venting or something. Work. Like maybe there's enough floor in between the two decks, but... Nah, it's probably just her dangly legs. At least it's pretty, probably not see like a couple of little fingy tips sticking out too. Guys, we're talking about the episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where the B plot was had nothing to do with the A plot, and the B plot was the they they were passing through pockets of weird phasey the B space. Plot was it extremely cool? Picard told uh, Riker it was his ship. And he was going to be the one to try and fly it out through all them bubbles. It was a big surprise to me, and I did look around and to an empty room and shrug my shoulders and ask what was happening. I should watch them with people. On the 7th, you tweeted, well, you retweeted an ESPN.com article, Kuiper's highest graded quarterbacks ever for the NFL draft. Where does Trevor Lawrence rank? And you described it as the last word on Andrew Luck. Yeah, Ryan had sent the uh, wildly underhyped assessment he got from his brother about Andrew Luck when Andrew Luck was still at Stanford, which was that he had good prospects, which made <laughs> right. me guffaw because that was such an insane thing to say about him. Um, yeah. On this article, he's the second highest rated quarterback prospect of all time. So only John Elway was rated above where uh, Andrew Luck is on this list. So ahead of Peyton Manning, ahead of even, yes, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, all of his beautiful blonde hair, notwithstanding. Um, so that's sort of, when he came out, everyone was like, sure thing, Hall of Fame quarterback. You don't just fucking, fucking etch that in. Um, <laughs> and then he and then he just he played a few years and went, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore, and retired. So... Uh, also on the seventh, Ryan wrote, "Alrighty then." Uh, that's obviously is too short for a win. <laughs> he's trying. He though. Wrote, you can tell he's trying for a win. You can. You can. He also wrote, "Ah, yes, a delightful quiz," and then a daily double. Uh, this is probably the impromptu Landrew-based quizzes that I ran you through. I mean, I was somehow unable to name the bad episodes, even though one of them had just happened. Yeah, I think I made you do the bad ones other than the good ones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, he does like quizzes. That's why he's got his own theme song for quizzes. Mm-hmm. Um, you notice he never seems to propose any. No, well, as we've noted many times, at least on book club, probably on game night too. He's very cagey. <laughs> he he won't just come out and say he wants to do something. He'll beat around the bush a lot about it. So yeah, one time I accidentally said shady. He he really took offense <laughs> to that, but he still does seem to have made peace with KG. Yeah, <laughs> he just you know he'll ask a question, a leading question, and when we ask him if he can just be straight and clarify what he's saying and and say say the thing he wants to say, he just refuses. He goes, "No, I'm not, I don't want to." <laughs> so 
Uh, between that and his constant petitions for a secret ballot for picking the next book club book. Seeing him go back and forth with Catherine about it, I ha- I had to step in on his side just just to see if I could bring the book club down from within. <laughs> You're was, just trying to get your Tuesday nights back? <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, you know what? They should be anonymous. This is some bullshit. But I really just wanted to see them keep fighting a little bit about it. Uh, she insists that she was not fighting about it. She just wanted to understand Ryan's motivation. That's impossible. Again, you never will be able to because he, he won't explain it. But that may have just been me saying, well, you just keep getting into it with Ryan about that uh, secret ballot, huh? Did you guys, uh, since I missed Book Club, did you guys go over the voting? Uh, no, because we're, we were still missing a vote from Nashville. Okay. All of right. all places. Cool. That's Book Club business. I shouldn't have brought it into here. It's my, it's my fault. No, no, no. It's, it's our, and you mentioned Game Night also. It's already too incestuous. They're already... Uh, I already talked to Ryan. I already have two Zooms with Ryan a week, plus Ryan is a constant looming presence on this podcast. So <laughs> That's all right. I, I appreciate, I was going to say admire, but that was not the right word. I appreciate when people uh, participate in this podcast, and he participates. So that's why he gets a theme song. It is true. Um, and then four days ago, Ryan asked, do I remind you of Riker? And then like a... Some kind of it's probably a question mark emoji, but it looks like a coin block from uh, Super Mario Brothers. For oh some hell yeah! Um, everyone loves Super Mario Brothers themed emojis. Uh, I don't know. Did we but, say that uh, he he would like something that Riker liked or something? Oh, I mean, I'm sure he'd like that little harp projection hologram, the little harp ladies. <laughs> this is a very relaxing time. Bust that out around the fire pit. Hell yeah. <laughs> it is definitely one area in which the imagination of Star Trek has been somewhat limited is how people spend their free time. When you see Riker, just, he's got his feet up and he's just looking at a hologram of two ladies in diaphanous gowns playing the <laughs> harp. You're like, man. Or any one of the times you see Picard just killing time, checking out some planet's orbit or looking at his <laughs> circuit just, board. <laughs> looking at his circuit <laughs> board or maybe leafing through his Globe Illustrated Shakespeare. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he doesn't. There, no one's good at spending time on Voyager. It's like, what Harry Kim. Um, he always says he plays the, uh, the clarinet. I don't know. Did we ever actually see him play it? I don't know. I feel like we've seen him play it once or twice. I feel like I've seen him hold it. I don't know if I've seen him play it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Tom Paris has all of his fuck programs and everything. Do you, hey, do you think? And I know we could just reach out and ask him. But do you think when Garrett Wong got cast and they were like, he was reading the bio and it's like plays the clarinet? Do you think he started taking clarinet lessons because he thought it was his character was going to be just all over the fucking screen? He'd be like, I figure I'm going to have this clarinet on me all the time, and I should. I mean, I got. I should learn at least. You know, maybe they won't use the actual room audio of me playing the clarinet, but I want to be able to play it so that they could. And also, I want to get inside the mind of this ensign, you know? I want to really, feel what he feels when he feels it. Yeah, he's, for sure. That's Garrett Wong. That's what I think. Yeah. I'll just I just him. feel like, like, you know, your first big series, you probably would be tempted to, right? You know Colomini didn't learn to play the cello. <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't even pretend. No, you know he wasn't going to do that. I bet if you like were zoomed in on, now that it's all high def on any of those scenes, it looks pretty bad. 
I bet he's just kind of stroking just, he those knew. strings. He has no idea what he's doing. Once this failed, he could go back to making gangster movies in Ireland or whatever. Do you just want me to pay $100 and ask Garrett Wong if he learned how to play the clarinet? No, I, I, I know. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sure someone has asked him in an interview. Uh, so if I just Googled can All right. Wong but, you know, just because it's not costing you money, I don't think you're taking clarinet. into account what your time is worth. And if you're going to do all this Google research, it might just be worth 100 bucks. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it says actor Garrett Wong is not a clarinetist, but he learned the fingerings in order to look like he's doing what the studio clarinetist is playing. I'm sorry. Uh, everyone learned the fingerings. You put your fingers over the little holes. <laughs> you're done. What do you mean? I'm, I don't believe he knows what he's playing. I don't think he hears that and is like fingering it right. That would be called learning how to play the clarinet. Ridiculous. Uh, well, you found that answer really quick, so maybe it, maybe $100 would have been pretty rich for that. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted you to have some respect for your own time. Yeah, well, I mean, I agree. My time's not worth nothing, but it does seem like ordering up a whole cameo just to ask a question <laughs> is not is not the model that I want to adopt going forward. Be pretty baller, though. You know, I mean, it would. If this podcast ever really fucking takes off. It would make me feel special, for sure. I'd love to pay $100 to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. That's the end of the mailbag, by the way. Good. You know what? Good. Because if you're not going to send us anything, I don't even want to do it anymore. Maybe we'll just cancel mailbag. Everybody. Can we just cancel the mailbag week? Just have a week off? The full two weeks off to do the dumb Star Trek project, and then we could talk about other stuff after we're done. (laughs) Or go back to what we were doing, which was only only doing it once a month, and maybe just have one week off. This is sounding pretty good. Oh, man. Star Trek off, Star Trek mailbag, Star Trek off, Star Trek mailbag, huh? That's not bad. Well, it's a good techno song, if nothing else. Yeah, I'll I'll just record that piece that I did right there and put it over some fucking hot EDM or something. There you go. Yeah. Make sure you get one of the ones that goes... I think that's one specific song. We, you know, do a sound alike. I'm just going to do yours right there. I'm just going to take that. Oh, okay, there we go. Perfect. Great. I wish I hadn't stuttered in it. We've really been... I I'll send we, you a clean one later. We got a whole song out of this failed mailbag. This fucking abortion of a mailbag. <laughs> this mailbag... Okay, you remember what that rocket that did a flip and then exploded a few seconds later? Yeah. That was a smell bag. We did a cool flip. But then a few seconds later, that was it, man. Well, uh, let's tease let's tease the state flags bracket a little bit. We did get an email from Bari, and he wrote, Now the fruit is long done. I thought I'd make a new flags one. I don't know if he means for it to be a poem. Yeah, really that, like that definitely sounded this like This time, it. U.S. states and Canadian provinces, with a bonus of the recently changed Missouri flag to make a round of 64. Yeah, didn't get Look it, forward right. to more visual fun in an audio format. Yeah, of course, it is Mississippi that, that had the recently changed flag. Yeah, it was Mississippi. So, And unfortunately, I didn't catch that in the four days I had to prep for this until I was doing final prep today, so... We, uh, when we return, we will have, uh, 63 dazzling contests Mm. to determine the best state or Canadian province flag. Hell yeah. Gonna get all of it, dude. This is, since it is that time again, we, you know, 
It's March Madness is upon us. It's perfect time for a bracket. We're going to have our Cinderella's. We're going to have our <laughs> diaper dandies. We're going to have all of it. The oh, whole wait, thing. Hey, that's not real, right? We're going to have Dick Vitale. It's been a long off. time since I watched March Madness I'm coverage. Gonna... There's no such thing as diaper dandies, is there? I'm going to find out if Dick Vitale's on Cameo. I'm going to spend $100 to ask him a question about some diaper dandies. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to do it. We're going to do a real fucking March Madness style bracket, but just about flags. It's going to be great, everybody. Uh, boy, it does not appear. Let me just search cameo. Does not appear that you could get a Dick Vital cameo on there. That can only be because nobody has told his handlers. Maybe he's on there under Dickie V. Yeah, try Dickie V. See if that's gonna see if that's gonna pop it right there. Whoever is, I'm sure, both managing his estate and guilty of elder abuse has not been informed about Cameo yet. I can get you uh, Dan Vital from the New England Patriots or Laura Vital, cooking show host. Never heard of her. I don't know who that is. From the cooking channels, simply Laura. Nope. That's nothing. I wouldn't spend any money to ask her a question, though actually I do have some recipe questions, so maybe I'll spend There should be like a... A new category, like oh yeah, new and noteworthy. Let's Ooh. see. Yeah, who's who's uh, joining? Uh, us? Lazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. He's okay. he's new. All right. I just want to ask uh, him, what are the lyrics? What are just <laughs> all the lyrics? What are they? Oh, buddy, Patrick Duffy in the new and noteworthy <gasps> category. Really? You know? Actor Dallas, step by step, price. $75. Oh, that's not even a lot of money. Oh, Pat you got, Duff. You got Patrick Duffy money. Dude, hey, Pat Duff. Uh, oh, it's so it's so long until Marjan's next birthday. Do you think I could ask him a question? Do you think I could manage to ask him a question that didn't involve the murder of his parents? <laughs> Do you think if I, I, was, think you should. if I started to type it out, would it still end with a question about how we, what the hell happened? What happened with that? Yeah, I think you'd send it and then like blink a couple of times and look at what you'd written and <laughs> go, you'd, "Oh you'd no!" Be like, "Oh no! Oh no!" Uh, this uh, this just says, "Hey, what what happened that time in Montana? What happened to your parents?" That's hey, do you good. think you could get Patrick Duffy to send one to Suzanne Summers? <laughs> My friend Suzanne. My friend Suzanne really wants to hear from you. It's been a while. She says you stopped returning. Can you her please send this to Suzanne S? By the way, she's not on Cameo. She said you stopped returning her calls when she went and she used quote hands crazy. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I found that. Hey, out. is Bruce Boxleitner on there? I don't want to spoil oh, all of question. my birthday uh, presents, but is Bruce Boxleitner on there? Uh, no, but. If you search Bruce Box, you do find out that Butterbean is on there. Oh, hell yeah. It's Actually, all boxers come up. Bruce does not return anything useful and all boxers. You mean I could get a message from Butterbean to Butterben? Yeah, that's, to his namesake. That's possible. <laughs> How much? Uh, How much is Butterbean? Oh well, I didn't. Look, How much is Butterbean see. prostituting himself for? It's a seventy-five. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, Matthew. Yeah. More, more or less expensive than oh. Patrick Duffy? Okay, okay, okay. Little fun, little impromptu. Boy, there can't be that many here. less. That's so. That's not even any money. 
Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's uh, search price low to high. So I'm going to really start looking for low cost ones that I recognize. Okay. No, wait, if I do it that way, you'll know. I'll have to do it another way. Yeah, Let me find another around, filter. Uh, let's do number of reviews. All right, but do you want to These play... are people with 100 or more reviews, and we're going to play uh, more or less expensive than Patrick Duffy. Do you want to play the quiz time theme? It's for Ryan, <sighs> right? <laughs> It's time for Ryan and no one else. Torture for Judah and Matt. All right. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, okay. So, Matthew, we are going to go... Uh, so... Uh, first of all, more or less expensive than Patrick Duffy, Kurt Angle. More. It's gotta be. Correct. Yeah, there's no Correct. way. Correct. Fucking American hero. <sighs> uh, what about... Boy, this is a problem. It actually turns out Patrick Duffy has priced himself quite low. <laughs> That's what I was saying when I heard 75. I went, oh no. Pat, Patty D. Okay, Matt. Yeah. Matt Hardy. <clears throat> mm, you found a wrestler more on Patrick Duffy's level. <laughs> uh, I'm still going to say more. It is still more. You are correct. Okay. Uh, what about... Oh, there's so many pages of wrestlers. <laughs> you just hit the wrestling tab. <laughs> Yeah, there's just a wrestling tab. Nice. Uh, Hey, Josh, this is your buddy Kane. WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry. Oh, sexual chocolate? He's got to be more expensive than $75. He was a world's strongest man. He was a a medal-winning weightlifter. Obviously a hardcore champ. Yeah, he's only $60. No! Yeah, $60. That's awful. Matthew Christian. <laughs> of Edge and Christian? Of Edge and Christian. He probably thinks a lot of himself. I'm going to say more. Yeah, you're correct. It is more. Yeah. He asks 100 That's in character. That just fits with his character for sure. Well, I mean, yes, it does. Uh, let's see. Hey, I don't know the names of any wrestlers. Uh, if there's anyone after the year 2001 or whatever, you're not going to have a shot. Matthew, on Cameo, more, less or more than Patrick Duffy, Rikishi. Hmm, there's no way There's no way people know who Rikishi is anymore. Um, man, if Mark Henry's, I'm going to say less? No, I'm sorry. Rikishi is more. Rikishi is $100. I mean, it's fine. She it should be. He should be a hundred dollars. He's Rikishi, the stink face. Come on. Now, Matthew X Pac. <laughs> I mean, X Pac does suck for sure. <laughs> He's got to be more. He He's mainly known for that. He has to be more. Yeah, it is, uh, no, it is a hundred dollars. Okay. It is a hundred dollars for him. That a lot of these guys are right at a hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, if only Gates some McFadden other fun, had been at a hundred. Some other fun categories here. 
Uh, well, here's sports reporters. Oh, that's exactly what we need. I don't think Dick Vitale counts as a reporter, but that's close. Yeah. <sighs> Do you know nah. who any of these people are? <laughs> Boy, it turns out I absolutely don't. There's even more of them than there are wrestlers, <laughs> by the way. These guys really think people want a cameo from... Uh... Is is Peter Andy Gammons on there? I haven't, I haven't seen him yet. Okay. Uh, Matthew, what about former MLB pitcher Rob Dibble? Oh, God, I hate that guy. I wouldn't pay any money to hear from him. But $75 is so little. I'm, I'm going to say less because I hope it's less. Uh, it is less. It's only $50. God. It's just 50 I wouldn't pay 50 bucks to hear from that guy. I should have picked a category where I knew some people. <laughs> I shouldn't do impromptu quizzes. I mean, it's at least shown us that Patrick Duffy should probably raise his rate a little bit. <laughs> it seems like If it. you're below X-Pac, just like have some respect for yourself. <laughs> he should. <laughs> oh, this is so dumb. By this way, is what he, happens he when our thing even, falls through. He wouldn't even have to know who X-Pac was. He could just get a picture of him and go, oh, I got to be more than that guy. Raise oh, yeah. me up, whatever at, that guy the, is. Put me above him. Definitely, if you look at Xbox's picture on Cameo, you would think oh, so. I could get at least a hundred dollars just based on pictures, right? One thing I think oh, Pat Duff's boy. bigger than Xbox. Pat Duff was like some of these step by step episodes. He looks beefy. Oh, you mean physically larger than Xbox? Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. How big Xbox? Let's just try searching. I that. mean, he always How looked kind of short. I don't know. Maybe it's because he was always next to the, some of these beef lords. Uh, they bill him 6'1", 212. Nah, he ain't 6'1". But you know that's going to be grossly inflated. Yeah, he's probably how, my height. How big Patrick Duffy? Uh, Well, they bill him as 6'2", 180. He ain't so, 180. He's so beefy. There's no way he's only <laughs> 180. There's no way. <laughs> There's, there's a How lot old of, there's Patrick some, Duffy, you think, Matt? Oh, well, uh, he was in Dallas, and that was a million years ago. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say he is five, 68? Uh, he's 72, oh, so okay. you were real close. Yeah. Um, Like, there was too much sex stuff in Step by Step. We're almost finished. I think we have, like... No, I think we finished it. Um... And so there were often bedroom scenes with him in, like, a little tank top. And I was just, like, he kept getting more swole as the series went on. Larry Wilcox from Chips, Matthew. <laughs> more or less expensive than Patrick Duffy. I feel like you're hunting now. Less. Fine. <laughs> Fine, it's less. Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. More. No, way less. Really? <laughs> yeah, you can get a cameo from that guy for 40 bones. <laughs> He was a whole kid in the hall. That's tough. Ouch. Is that because he like put it in a hundred Canadian and it spit it out at forty American? Is that the exchange rate? <laughs> I think that's what it is. He did probably put it at a hundred Canadian. <laughs> oh, uh, what about? I just figured at least his might be entertaining. He might he might be funny in it. I mean, he might be exhausting in it. It's hard to say, but like. At least he's got a shot of being entertaining in his cameo, but, like, what are you going to get from Rob Dibble, you know? 
Yeah, it's a good question. Okay, Matthew, Danny Bonaducci, more oh, or less than Patrick Duffy? Total blowhard. He's got to be more than Pat Duff. Surprisingly, only seventy dollars. Wow, he must have like not got a bite for a very long time. Or maybe he fucking loves doing cameos. <laughs> That's right. Open it up. I'll do cameos all day. Oh boy, this is a, such a dumb game. I mean, cameo is dumb. The idea of cameo is very sad and stupid, but... <laughs> I mean, I've used it, and someone used it on us, so... Because it is funny. It's a definitely... A, I, I hope the people on cameo know that they're just being used as an inside joke. <laughs> so, someone thinks it's hilarious to get a fucking shout-out from them. Uh, One-hit wonder Lisa Loeb. Oh, man. That's gonna be sad, isn't it? I mean, if I were her, I'd charge more than seventy-five. I'm gonna say more. Yeah, she she wants one twenty-nine for sure. Ooh, damn! She's trying to finance that next album. Uh, what about a what about a Tommy Chong? <laughs> I mean, again, I think I would say more based on general notoriety, but maybe not. I, I'll, I'll say more. No, yeah, you're right. It is one hundred and fifty. Oh, damn! Um, I don't know. I guess. I guess stoners have worked out in the past lots of ways to come up with $150, huh? <laughs> That's true. It's not a huge but ask for them. His his fan his fan base has uh, worked out how to come up with basically exactly that amount of money uh, on on many occasions. Yeah. Um <laughs> Butch Patrick played Eddie Munster. Oh god. I mean that's definitely someone who feels like less than 75. <laughs> Uh, you're getting a pretty good feel for this economy. Yeah, he's uh, uh, the guy. He, he wants uh, just sixty. One of the dudes from from the monsters, Polly Shore. Oh, more, but how sad. So you feel like you would pay more? I wouldn't. I feel like for a cameo from Patrick Duffy than you oh, would yes. from Polly Shore. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he does want 325. Oh! That's a big one. Hey, that's a big boy. Does any has anyone does, paid yeah, is there stats fun. on that? Does they show how many times people have ordered it? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I kind of don't want to click on it and let him see that there's interest. They got to get their stats going. I want to see stats on all these guys. Cuz if they're ordering at that rate, that would be crazy. <laughs> all right. Here's one. Richard Dreyfus. Oh, no. He was in Jaws. He really was. Is this going to be a sad less situation? I would never give that away. <laughs> I'll say less. No, he wants $999 for one cameo. What the fuck? That's a, sort of the ultimate Hollywood blowhard situation right there. Pay $1,000 to get a fucking 30-second message from me, Richard Dreyfus from Jaws. And uh, Paul <laughs> Shore has 202 reviews oh and his rating is 4.8 stars on Cameo. Oh my god. So people, he probably talks about wheezing the juice and all of that. Yeah, he probably does the whole thing and people, I guess, with that high star rating feel like they spent their $300. Exactly correct. <laughs> Money well spent. <laughs> Fucking uh, message ooh. from the weasel. 
uh, let me try one more thing. You said box lightener, but I wonder if I could just like if I just keyword search Babylon Five. Ooh, yeah, like from Claudia now, Christian or something. There's almost nobody left alive <laughs> from this fucking show. <laughs> it would really be him or Claudia Christian or Peter Jurisic. I don't know. I Ooh, think that's it. D- <laughs> Patricia cameos either bro- either cameos broken or my whole web's no i can still hear you okay uh maybe cameo decided you had had enough searches it's time to spend some money <laughs> that's probably what it is keep searching for only one fifty dollar contribution to the guy who p- was on the monsters or whatever oh boy um well well not none Nothing. of these people are recognizably from hmm Babylon 5. Who is Julie Caitlin Brown? Did she play Natoth? Let me see. <laughs> Natoth. You, you nailed it. She's Natoth. So she is on Cameo, listed on Cameo, but apparently not currently available. What? Did so she... her price is notify me when available. She got fucking booted from Cameo for low sales? I mean, she has 11 reviews and she's five stars. Did they put up her sales numbers and go, social story behind that? And just point at them? <laughs> Probably what happened. This is a, it's a, a, this is a common thing. You get that email from Cameo. <laughs> hey, nobody's buying your Cameos. It's not worth keeping you in our search directory. This is a common thing in shitty sales jobs, and I'm sure that's what Cameo was like. I think they make you sit in a cube, and then they yell at you for having bad numbers, I think. Uh, so, yeah, they probably put up her little fucking... They put up her numbers and said, So, well, what's the story with this? What do you, uh, what do you got to say? Huh? Uh... Look, man. Uh, well, look, searching for Sequest brings up nobody, so at least <laughs> at least you can't get Natoff. Can you get MacGyver? MacGyver's got to be pricey, right? Oh, there's fucking no chance. Uh, what's this guy's name? Richard Dean... MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> uh, who, who played MacGyver? <laughs> Richard Dean didn't get you that far? That's too bad. That's uh, just... Uh, Richard Dean Anderson. Oh. Richard Dean Anderson played MacGyver, and he is not on Cameo. That's too bad. That's too bad. <sighs> it's a real shame. Stephen Root. Is Stephen Root on there? I'd pay him money. Just to give him money. I just feel like he earned it. Wildly not on there. Okay. He must it's too bad. That, I don't know. He's got that Brooklyn Nine-Nine money coming in if he's still playing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or whatever. I don't know when the last time he showed up was. But he is in, like... Um, He's in the show Barry, and um, it's in some other stuff. So. Matt, how much do you think Andy Dick is? Uh, probably more money than it should be. I'm going to say $175. Just $99. Wow. Just $99. Or for $9.99, you can chat with Andy Dick. No. I don't understand nope. that option. Nope. No. Why would they let... For Andy Dick specifically, why would they allow that? Why would the website be coded to allow that? <laughs> There should be a safety block That's to prevent insane. anyone from. Here, here's how what he says. I love doing cameos for people. I feel like I get to know each person that I do one for. I take my time and I make them very personal, oh, funny, weird, raunchy, heartfelt, or all of the above. Enjoy. They're all raunchy. I don't want him to take his time to sexually molest me over the internet. Thank you. <laughs> Please make it quick. 
Also, can you turn off your camera, please? I don't want to look at you when it happens. <laughs> Andy Dick. Yeah. That would be a lot. Can you imagine spending $1,000 to chat with Andy Dick? Oh, no, no, sir. $9.99. Oh, I thought you said $9.99, like $999. Wait. No, I assume it's a text-only chat. Oh. That's so much better. I mean, it's still bad. You don't want him to have anything. I don't want that kind of interaction, but that's... Hmm. I was so scared I thought you meant like a fucking Zoom hangout. I don't know, man. There's probably a way on Cameo he could still like drop a nasty image into a chat or something. <laughs> probably probably has. Well, all right. I mean, I feel like we explored Cameo, guys. You can even have Andy Dick send you a weird message if you want to spend $99. Anyway, yeah, I don't know if that's an introductory rate or whatever, but jump on that Patrick Duffy if you... Yeah. You or someone you love gets a little moist thinking about him. He's gonna um he's gonna figure out soon that he's he has undervalued himself and it that mm-hmm. that number's gonna jump for sure. We'll check back in on it later. Maybe around episode two hundred we'll check in on what Patrick Duffy's cameo uh, price is. Episode two hundred. Oh Bro <laughs> Maybe maybe around episode three hundred, huh? Yeah. This is episode 222 or something. It's very sad how many we've done of these. <laughs> yes, if you go back about six months and check in on that cameo thing. <laughs> see see if we asked. I guess this is going to be 224. Yeah. Um. Well, look, uh, let's wow. all just hope that Natoth, whatever her real name is, gets her sales numbers up and is allowed to be back on the platform. <laughs> well, I don't know how. If you can't book one, I don't know how her numbers uh, are going to go it's up. It's called hustling. It's called the numbers game. I see. Dial for dollars. All right. <clears throat> I got a game. Oh, let's play a game. Let's play the video game's power hour. Uh. Video game power hour. He just did a double katana slice on me, and I went, It was bad, but I loved it. I'll go back for more. I'll feed quarters into that machine all day. Did you you ever play it in the arcade? (laughs) Actually, I think I I played it a couple times in an arcade, like, way back in the 90s. Like at a Pizza Hut or something? Like such as. Um, But I've also played it more recently at at this fucking soda, soda shop that we got over here that has a bunch of free arcades and you can just play forever you don't have to pay any quarters and one of them was final fight and one of them was final fight and marjan and i did play past katana though we got bored and didn't play the whole game but okay well if you got past katana that's really that's sort of like that's, winning. that's really enough <laughs> yeah so it was the arcade was it an arcade board so it had the more higher fidelity version of the katana music that's not as good uh yeah probably and it was probably too loud in there to really hear it the way you need to. And he was it. he wasn't called Katana, he was called Satan or whatever. Sodom or whatever. I don't Sodom, remember. yeah, whatever he is in that fight. Uh Alright. We've done sixty games to this point. I just looked at what was at the bottom. It is Star Trek Starship Creator in sixtieth place. <laughs> the, A real waste of the three dollars we probably spent on it. The only thing to fall below Jet Moto so far. Jetmoto, I think, was in the first batch of games that we did, and for a long time it was at the bottom. 
Uh, at the top, we got the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Obviously, I mean, yeah. obviously. Well, it's going to be, isn't it? Followed by Secret of Mana, Grand Theft Auto Five, Super Mario Three, and right now, Final Fantasy Three Slash Six. Cast your mind back to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred days. All right, and tell me where the game Defender would slot onto this list. Defender is one of the better Atari 2600 games, frankly. Because I think it was like a much better arcade port than some of the other ones. You fly left and right. You shoot things. You pick up uh, little flashing guys when aliens are trying to capture them. Yeah. I think there are levels, and I also think one time we beat it. Uh, I definitely remember some marathon sessions because you could figure out, you could figure that shit out pretty easily. Yeah, the aliens who were stealing the civilians get a little faster every board, but like, you can kind of work your way through it. Anyway, it's definitely one of the better ones uh, from that era, but there's a lot of games that I'd rather play on this list. (laughs) Well, yep. After the games got more sophisticated than that, they were basically all better than that. Like, is it better than Colony Wars? No, it is not. Like, the level uh, of sophistication that you had back then just was very limiting for the enjoyment well, of the a Here's an interesting question. Is that game better than Keith Courage and Alpha Zones? Mm. I feel like the answer is probably. Yeah, I think it probably set out... I think it accomplished more of what it set out to do. Because I'm not sure the guys who made Keith Courage had any idea what they wanted to do. But Keith Courage is up here pretty high. That's ahead of uh, Tetris, even. It's it's ahead of Grand Theft Auto 4. Holy shit, you really liked Keith Courage. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I'm not going to relitigate the past. It was pretty (laughs) cool, though. (laughs) There there was the shitty platforming level, and then you went underneath. There was the fucking Mega Zord platforming level. Yeah, I'm not sure about Keith Courage and Alpha Zones, but it's definitely better than Star Wars The Old Republic. <laughs> okay. So, Defender, so Defender's in at number 39. Goes in at 39. We agreed that I would make the changes, but I see you just went ahead and did. It's easier if you do it, I guess. <laughs> it's um, easier if I do it because I'm sort of looking through the list anyway. All right, fine. Let's jump ahead a little bit to the NES days and talk about a game that we rented a couple of times. Excite Bike. Oh, okay. Um, the game Excite Bike sucks. As a game, the whole game is like the end stage of Paperboy. <laughs> you know, the bad part of Paperboy. Yes, yeah, the part where for some reason you go off your paper route and it's an obstacle course, and I don't understand in universe what's supposed to be happening. But it was like the first game where you could build your track and then run the track you'd built. That was the thing. That's what made it special. Yeah, that was an hour eater. Even if then playing the track, you were like, you know what? Everything about this does suck. (laughs) So Excite Bike is not as good as Defender. I also believe Excite Bike is the origin of the not cool enough story. Uh, Was it that or was it Tricky Kids? That's it. Tricky Kids? Tricky Kick? What do you no, mean? Tricky Kick was a final lap twin? What are you asking about? No, there's some game with Unis I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't I don't know if it was Excite Bike. Oh, okay. Uh 
not cool enough when you try to enter a swear and it would tell you no not cool enough (laughs) uniracers Uh, so i was remembering something about unicycles well my mistake then (laughs) mine is a point for excite bike (laughs) Uh, that's a fun idea um okay this this game excite bike is not as good as Doom for the SNES, but Ooh. it's better than the bouncer for PlayStation. Oh, so not a good game. <laughs> no. Once you said not as good as Doom for the SNES, that's trouble because that was a bad port. I agree. A very bad port. All right, so yeah, that one slots in at current number 56. Um, Super Nintendo. A very strange game called Earthbound. Oh, Earthbound is so good. I mean, it's also bad. Yes. But it's it's so incredibly weird. Yeah. That it has a specific kind of charm. But like I think it's almost the RPG all mechanics. Charm. It's it's pure charm. The RPG mechanics are just trash. Yes. <laughs> um you have might have three teddy bears trailing you to take hits for you and yeah it was like everything about it so your dad's always at work and you call him from the drugstore to save your game (laughs) and he tells you to you should take a break and it's like you know he's not beating your mom but pokey's dad's beating his mom it's for real pokey comes from a fucked up home which is why when he turns yeah, into the bad guy why he ends, ends up how he ends up <laughs> yeah you go i kind of get it i get that you can like take a lethal hit but while the thing's counting down if you win you still win it's a very weird game yeah. you can pick your favorite thing is pizza and then you you're you have the attack psi pizza gamma <laughs> and um a crazy enemies yeah. like retro new age hippie or fucking uh groovy mushroom or right. like there were all, all the enemies had crazy names uh and attacks yeah so i've never been able to play like uh mother three the japanese only oh. sequel to earthbound yeah. or you know you can like it's not hard to find a fan translation and patch for english for that game Right. Um, but like eh, I, I've never been able to get into it anyway so most RPGs are like the system makes or breaks it right if it has good systems yeah. good battle mechanics stuff like that you're like okay I'll play this even though the story is utter trash look at all these Final Fantasy games on this list like uh, or uh, and I don't know if it's on here but Legend of Lagaya. sure uh, like that is a fundamentally super busted game currently number 29 system is the art system is kind of cool. Right. And so, you know, you kind of can get into it. And then Mantis Ant's playing the bongos. It's a whole thing. Not yeah. Mantis Ant. I forget what he's called. <laughs> Whatever he's really called. Zorak. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, but this one was like, the systems all kind of suck. It's not very good. But it's so weird that you have to see what weirdness is going to happen next. Great soundtrack, too. Very odd um atmospheric soundtrack earthbound my boys the runaway five slotting in at number 19 right ahead of a game that you've played i don't know (laughs) 
that's just an incredible number of hours, Star Trek Online. Yeah. Also ahead of GoldenEye, the first Monster Rancher, yeah. Vice City, which was, you know, it's better than Grand Theft Auto 3, but not as good as San Andreas, obviously. And even RPG Final Fantasy VIII. And even RPG Final Fantasy VIII, a game that was, again, fairly broken. Yeah, the systems were not good in there. Uh, Unless you like drawing magic from a Guardian Force for four hours or whatever. Yeah, I can't imagine too many people were fucking pumped about it. Also, you draw that magic and then you're afraid to use it because you've junctioned it to all your stats. So you're not even using magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the story makes somewhat less sense than Earthbound. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) That thing didn't make a lick of sense. Um, but you talked about Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, let's go back in time to the top-down days of Uh, Grand Theft Auto 2 for, I don't know, the PlayStation? PC? I don't know, however you played it. Uh, we never owned it, so I think we had to rent it. Um, Grand Theft Auto 2 had, like, a couple of interesting systems where you could gain reputation with the different gangs. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, something they brought back later for like San Andreas. No, it was just gang. Territory. I mean, there was a, the gang, the gang territory <laughs> thing in San Andreas. I guess is similar. Uh, this game, uh, I think people enjoyed because you could run over a whole line of Elvises <laughs> or uh, pop out of your car and just waste people and then pop back in. I never really liked the top-down gameplay of it. Sure. Um, and that's sort of why we didn't really get into Grand Theft Auto until it became 3D. Yeah, until you could kick people repeatedly in the crotch. It was like, what's the point? Uh, it's like right about right about an F-14 Tomcat <laughs> level. <laughs> Another one mind. that is just, it can't be a good game. If you tried to replay it, you'd be like, what are, What are we doing? It's just blue. Is there anything? What are we, we doing? The game did, like, maybe too good a job of simulating an actual F-14 sortie <laughs> in that you might fight one enemy and then crash when you try to land. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, being a fighter pilot sounds like it's glorious, but in actuality, it's boring and dangerous. Precisely. Um... How much Max Payne did you play? Uh, I beat it, but just once. Max Payne for the PlayStation 2. I don't remember if I owned it or if we rented it, honestly. We definitely played it. I feel like we must have. I think by then we weren't renting that much. Uh, Max Payne was a game that was like dark and brooding, but also it was before Rockstar figured out that you could just put pubes in your game and no one would care. Right. So it had to make you with a lot of atmosphere. Yeah, I think it was actually comically dark and brooding. Where it was just like, and then the bad guys came in and they injected your baby full of drugs and then they threw it off the building. That was your baby. Yeah. What's your baby? Like, okay. <laughs> there definitely was at least one scene where you were inside his mind, and it was like that bad Star Trek Online mission where the hallways keep reconfiguring. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, worse because of the music and the baby. Yeah. Uh, I think there might have been a crying baby throughout that whole scene. I so. Think so. Uh, it was a little much. It... Um, was an attempt at noir that didn't understand what was good about it. No. And also maybe there's not that much good about it. Also, 
What about bullet time, though? It did invent bullet time, but so what? I agree. I rarely even used it in the game, because who cares? So, it's not as good as the Three Stooges. That at least has that cool cracker-eating contest. Congratulations! It's not as good. <laughs> it's not a, don't think I didn't notice, by the way, when you were changing your background image at game <laughs> night and you had that Larry holding his broken violin. Um, <laughs> uh, it was funny going through the cache of old photos that I've saved for podcast reasons. Uh, it's not as good as Keith Courage and Alpha Zones. It's not as good as Tetris. It's not as good as Final Fantasy V. It's going to end up pretty low down this list, huh? Mm, yeah. Uh, oh, is it as good as Grand Theft Auto 2, the game we just litigated? Uh, okay, what about the movie version of Max Payne starring Mark Wahlberg? Did not see it. You didn't miss much. It was very bad. Okay. <laughs> wow. I found my level. Max Payne is better than Jet Moto, but I don't <laughs> think it's as good as Moon Patrol. It's better than Jet Moto because it was actually a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, hopefully this one will do a little bit better. Um, Katamari Damashi. That's not on the list yet? No. It's wild. I couldn't believe it either. None of the Katamari games have yet been on this list. Well, uh, Katamari Damacy came out when I was at eBay. Oh, yeah. When I was working at eBay, and I heard from someone, hey, you got to check out this new game. It's from Japan. It's super crazy, and they're selling it for just $20. Mm-hmm. And I went and got this game, and I put it in, and the guy starts going, no, no, I've got it. I'm in. You got me. The guy's doing a mouth soundtrack. I'm 100% in. Then you get the King of the Cosmos. He gets real drunk and eats the whole universe or whatever. And then... You gotta put it. You gotta put it back together, and then he's real shitty to you. Yeah, yells at his son. There's the, the whole time trying to fix his shit that he broke. There's the cutscenes with that rabbit who wants to become a boxer. If that's not in the other one, we love Katamari. I can't remember anymore. This is um, what's gonna make this tough. Is like we may not be able to remember the differences between the games. The play in the game gave me a big fucking headache, and the controls weren't necessarily that great. The like double mash the. Uh, analog sticks to turn around mm-hmm. and uh, you could get stuck on stuff and it, it was a little frustrating but the idea is so just unassailably cool yeah. that you start out at the size of a stationary rolling up paper clips and erasers and stuff and oh be careful you are big enough to roll up a pencil but if you get that pencil uh. It's going to screw up your whole rotational axis, and every time you hit the long part of that pencil, it's going to push you off course. And then, like, oh, I'm pretty big. Now I'm chasing the cat around. Now who's the cat? <laughs> That's right. And know. then and then you're, you're rolling, rolling up the whole house. cartons, and then you roll up a bush and a fence, and then the whole city, and then you're rolling up islands out of the ocean. Yeah, and then the galaxy. Uh, it's... Um, 
like it's just such a cool concept and if it had just come out six years later like if no one had thought of it for another six years yeah but come on it would have been just so perfect those were good video game years for us though if they'd come along six years later we were oh yeah too busy to play really exactly i would have like katie would have moved in with me i would never have uh gotten into katamari damacy the way i did yes the technology maybe wasn't there but we were available to play video games so this is going to go, I mean, you knew this when you asked about it. This mm. is going to go pretty high up the list. It's a great game. Great concept. Um, very good. Uh, excellent soundtrack just across the board. Boom. Welcome to the top 10. In at number 10 behind Super Mario Kart Double Dash and above Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which was not a very good video game, but was. Pretty, it was an extremely hard video game. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. How about um, something pretty current? Animal Crossing New Horizons. Animal Crossing New Horizons. You've had a well, year, man. I have played it. I've played it for a solid year. Uh, my little town's going great. Uh, Did they do I'm anything right for about your to get... year anniversary? Uh, well, they're giving us another 50 design patterns oh but not even the game i mean like the town shouldn't the town know you've been playing for a year it should be like this is our one year anniversary or something there's nothing on the board that suggests that they know come on guys but we'll see we'll see what happens i think it's technically tomorrow oh, okay so um i mean i've played a lot of it i'm about to get punchy's photo he'll give me nice. his photo real soon here i love punchy um i'm otherwise kind of out of things to do i've completed uh all of the seasonal items in the museum. Yeah. Just waiting for Red to give me the 19 missing art pieces, but he keeps showing up with four things I already have. That's the cycle of Animal Crossing. You kind of get to the point where you're like, there isn't realistically very much for me to do in this town anymore. Yeah. I've, I've kind of uh, I've kind of made my way through the whole thing. And you're like, a there's total completionist, too. So it's like, that's exactly. even... Like, I reached that point way, way faster in all the games where I'm like, ah, I think I'm good on this town. I think I accomplished what I needed to, and then it's gone, and I have to start a new one whenever. Oh, yeah, I have 60 or 70 lilies of the valley in my town. Yeah. Uh, the thing's covered in blue roses. There's not, there's just not much else okay, well, uh, to do in you, it, but... How did you feel playing this game? Because I remember the first couple of months were pretty fucking great. I mean, frustrating. Uh, the tools wouldn't stop breaking. I hated that. But, <laughs> but you know, it was yeah, a good now game. I just have enough bells that I just buy more tools. So it's not, yeah. I don't even care anymore. But, um, yeah, it captured a lot of, uh, of what I felt about the other Animal Crossing. Like, Wild World is pretty low on this list. Yeah. Um, but that's just because that one was maybe the low point. That one or City Life was the low point of the yeah uh, of the Animal Crossing franchise for me. Aside from Pocket Camp, which is even lower. Right. Uh, I don't like nothing. The original Animal Crossing came out so long ago that it was like I think we had the Prima Guide to it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That would tell you when you could catch a sea bass. I think that's right. Um, and it was so weird with Mister Resetti and oh yeah, the toll, the time mechanics of it were a mind blow. Yeah. Uh, and all the gyroids and everything. 
like this game felt very much like Animal Crossing and it scratched a lot of that same itch and it came out again March 18th 2020 yeah perfect timing when we were just in lockdown and by the way perfect timing for the so, whole world that was like the biggest game on the planet for a couple of months yeah everyone was like well all right so I'm really gonna just sink into Animal Crossing and design clothes and put out paths and design my area. You know, I went to uh, up to Ryan and Krista's cabin a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and uh, Krista brought her switch and I brought mine and I took a little tour of her island and she's got it like all fucking laid out. This is my spa area and uh, here's my little nursery and so on. And uh, my island is a lot different than that. Yeah. Mine's very orderly <laughs> yeah. and also quite Spartan. Yeah, I always have all these ideas I want to do and then no patience. I just don't want to have yeah. to go through everything to get it how I want it. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be pretty high. It's, it's going to be higher than Earthbound. It's um, Yeah, I think I'm putting it in here right above Fallout 4. Okay. But below Pokemon Y generation, whatever those were called. Well, that was my favorite of the Pokemons. Yeah. Number 17 right now, Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Uh, There is another Fallout, though, that we should talk about. I haven't played it. I believe you have. The New Vegas. I did play Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas is fun. It's got... You know, kind of three three or four different paths you can take to resolve the main sort of crises. Okay. It's got a bunch of wacky DLC. Um, and it's fine. <laughs> All these Fallout games are the same. Yeah, they really are just like the graphics got better or whatever. Yeah, But otherwise basically. they're kind of the same thing. Well, we probably talked about Fallout 4 a long time ago now. That's the one that I've played. I haven't played right. any of the others. Yeah, well, Fall, Fallout New Vegas is a lot more of the same. It's the one that is the critical, darling. It's the one that everybody likes. Okay. Um, But I don't know. I don't know that I think it's necessarily any better than Fallout 4. Uh, I didn't play it when it was, like, new. So. Right. I played Skyrim. Yeah. And then I went back and played Fallout 3 and then Fallout New Vegas. And then Fallout 4 when it came out. Yeah, you're the Bethesda of that generation for you with Skyrim. Right, exactly. Sitting right up at number one, of course. Of course. How not? (laughs) How could it be elsewise? Uh, This is just below Monster Rancher for me, I think. Number 25, Fallout New Vegas. Two more today. Let's um, Let's do Final Fantasy 12 for the PS2. Final Fantasy 12? I got when it came out. I played for, th- I want to say, three hours <laughs> until I completed my first hunt. Uh huh. Then I took a second hunt, and that guy cold whipped my ass. I think this is exactly what happened to me the first time I played. And it. I just stopped playing. That's what I did too. <laughs> uh, many years later, sometime in the 2010s, I figured out how to emulate it on my, I still had the discs. Right. And I figured out how to emulate the PlayStation 2 on my computer so I could slap them discs in. Without even getting a virus. 
without even having to get a virus from trying to download a ROM. Every time I've tried to do a PlayStation emulation, I've gotten some kind of virus. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> uh, and play it again, and I played probably more like 20 hours, Uh-oh. but because of the way I play Final Fantasy games, that actually didn't reflect that that deep into the game, and I could not tell you the name of the main character. Nor can I. I could not tell you the plot of the game. <laughs> no, there was like... I know there were kind of a lot of airships. There were airships, there were warring states. I do not remember what they were at war about. Yeah. or what they were called or anything. Uh the systems were fine but boring. It wasn't like it wasn't like either the sphere grids of Final Fantasy X or mm. the uh the battle command system of Final Fantasy 13. Yeah. Uh, it was just like a kind of a non-entity for me. Uh having said that, I played a lot more of it than Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 was bad. I, do people think that, by the way? I, I don't know what the reputation is. Did people know it was bad, or did the people think Final Fantasy XV was uncle- good? It's unclear to me. Okay. I think people, some people liked the sort of fishing and camping elements of it. Okay. But as soon as I saw a fucking yes. Coleman stove in the game, I was like, Matt, this is not, I'm not in Final Fantasy at this point. No. What the, world the cars, is this? The cars are weird, and this guy's the weird prince of whatever, but like, <laughs> I cannot take a picture of the cool meal I cooked on my Coleman stove <laughs> and with a fish that I caught and be like, I'm playing Final Fantasy. Yeah, it ruins the fantasy elements for sure. So it's below eight. It's below five even for me uh, on this list. Um, well, you played a I lot, more, played a lot more of five. Hell yeah. Uh, I like the job system in five. It's just, it's just a disaster for a completionist like me. Yeah, because some of those are... That shit takes forever to max out on all these characters. Yeah, I just remember some bridge where there are these statues that give you a ton of points if you and you just hit them with a soft or you use yeah. some kind of curing magic because that's their magic weakness. And then it's like just doing that over and over again to get job points. Yeah. Uh, but this was worse even than that. Oh, but this is a tough question. Is it as bad as Dynasty Warriors 9? Dynasty Warriors 9 was like, I probably had said somewhere in my, like sometime in my life, they should make an open world Dynasty Warriors game. And, right. and then I, when I, it happened, I think I know where I'm putting it. Then when it happened, I felt responsible for what happened. <laughs> when Final Fantasy, I mean, when uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 Listen. happened, I went, this is, this is my fault. I said I wanted an open world Dynasty Warriors and look what it is. I got kind of an unreasonable amount of joy out of riding along the Great Wall out into fucking Mongolia. Hell but yeah. Like, uh, like, I was riding out there for hours. That game had it, a huge map. Yes. A very huge, very empty map. Yeah. Okay, Final Fantasy Twelve is the new number 58, right above the Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> SNES game, which was too broken to play. It was not good. Uh-huh. And, but right below you... Video Pinball, a single screen Atari game that was still kind of fun. Yeah, you could play. It. You could just f- fucking slot that thing up and play it all day. Uh, yeah. yeah, SNES. You needed. You definitely needed Nintendo Power Magazine to get the maps and shit. Cause like, good, good fucking luck. Even then, you're like, uh, you're shooting the vents, and you got data down there. But even he's getting wiped out, and you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, did you ever play the first Mass Effect? I assume you did. 
Yeah, I've played them all. Let's do Mass Effect the one, the first one. Mass Effect one is definitely the least polished. Okay, it builds a whole um, a whole pretty interesting universe. It's not that bad RPG wise, but about half the game is driving on the surface of planets in a big dune buggy looking for minerals and shit. Mm, it's a real Star Trek and, Voyager mission for minerals. And yeah, and it commands very badly down there. The controls are a little a little janky all around in, in Mass Effect 1. Uh, so it's kind of a fun premise with kind of poor execution and Mass Effect 2 corrected a lot of it and Mass Effect 3 was, was pretty good. Mass so, Effect 1, the guy dies at the end, spoiler alert, but does he? It's an interesting question. <laughs> That's all I remember because I played Mass Effect 2. So it just started and the game, it was like some kind of dramatic reveal and I was like, I don't know that guy. What do I care? You can just leave him dead if this, you want. It doesn't matter to me. Mass Effect 1 is probably right below Forza Horizon 3. Okay. Number 35. And since we are through 70, that puts it at about the halfway point. Right at the halfway point, and that must be the last one we're doing today. That is. We made it through ten more games. The top ten is mostly unchanged. We did get Katamari Damacy. Slot in at number 10. ten, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. bottom Just pushing ten Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out. Yeah, the bottom ten added both Excite Bike and Max Payne. That's right. <laughs> And very nearly Final Fantasy twelve, which is yes. just outside the bottom ten. Well, <sighs> all right, we did some games. That's plenty. Everyone Next, entertained? I don't care. Yeah. Next time, we got to do another Star Trek. I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, Ensign Rogue's going to well, be I'm, weird. Trials and Tribulations going to be bad. I have to do the. I have to do the fucking walkthrough. I'm just going to call it the walkthrough on thirty days. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're watching. We're watching Ensign Row. We're watching Trials and Tribulations, and the Voyager episode for next week is 30 Days. Mm. Hey, send us more mail, or we're going to move it out of the rotation. That's it. <laughs> like, just, you know, we'll just make a call. Like, maybe in two weeks, we'll be like, well, how much is in the mailbag? And if it's like 3 a.m., we're going to go, we're just not doing one this week. How about that? Yeah. We see everyone how who about it? listens we'll to this. We'll spend the whole week on state flag. <laughs> We we see and talk to everyone who listens to this show anyway on a semi-regular basis. So, whatever. <clears throat> All right. Uh, but you can send us mail at BrotherDate on the Twitter machine. Brothers of BrotherDate.com for email. Go to BrotherDate.com. Eventually, this new flags bracket will be up there. Um, Podcatchers, they catch us. For the most part. And um, I think that's it, man. I'm not even going to do the sign-off because uh, no one earned it. Everyone, please do what you can. Make enough requests that Natoth gets back on Cameo. That's our new mission. I'm going to try to get her. <laughs> Seeing him go back and forth with Catherine about it, I ha I had to step in on his side just, just to see if I could bring the book club down from within. <laughs> You're just trying to get your Tuesday nights back. <laughs> <laughs>